0: back to For the Love of Men podcast. My name is Courtney Shand and I'm hosting with my dear friend Brianna Mosier. Hi. If you're new to our work, the intention of the show is to bring together men and women to create healthy, polarized relationship dynamics by learning how to honor each other's natural, masculine, and feminine, energetic core. And all things polarity, we are here for, but today we have a special episode and we cannot wait to talk about it, Mm. about sexual boundaries. Before we dive in, This is Bree's literal training zone of genius, so give us your CV and what you bring to the table for this conversation.
1: Yeah, thank you. Part of my work is in sex, love, and intimacy, formal, my formal background in training, as well as psychology. Obviously, that's my formal education background, too. Uh, And a majority of my work, a big part of my work, is helping women access their pleasure, expand their pleasure, befriend their pleasure in their body. And so this topic means a lot to me. But outside of that, I help women access their feminine energy to grow their businesses and attract healthy love from empowered masculine partners. Uh, so pleasure is at the heart of all of that. You know, the more alive you are in your body, the better communicator you are about what makes you feel alive in your body. All of it adds to to the goodness of life. So mm. that's the work I do in the world. And Courtney, tell the people
0: what you do who are yes. new. I am a relationship mentor, feminine energy coach. I bring a lot of feminine energy to physical health, um, specifically Mm. my work as a dietitian. Genius. I marry the two of those to help you create a healthy relationship with your body and with food. Um, And I love helping women feel more secure and sturdy in themselves, being able to support themselves with their own... Kind of have your back energy allows you to set the boundaries that you need to keep opening your heart at a natural pace and let your feminine energy really shine so we are super excited my bracelet is a little jingly sorry we're super excited to talk about this today because we are both in happy healthy relationships now but there was a time when we started the show where we were dating and having to have these conversations about mm-hmm. sex and boundaries and how to navigate that, and it was so challenging. So we want to share some of our own reflections from things that we learned, personal experience, as well as things that we would say as a coach. Things mm-hmm. that really shifted our perspective on things.
1: You want? To, can we start it off strong? Yeah. There's no wrong boundaries. Your boundaries are your boundaries. What you need is what you need. What you're comfortable with is what you're comfortable with. What you're not is what you're not. And it's perfect. A lot of people... This is Courtney's zone of... The way Courtney teaches boundaries is exceptional. And being her friend, hearing her talk about it, has changed how I see boundaries. So let me start there. You're getting a treat (laughs) when it comes to communicating your boundaries. And one thing you share all the time is... And I mean, I share it in my work too. But I think when we started becoming close friends is when it really landed with me oh my boundaries are just about me they're not about trying to control anybody else it's about knowing what I need to thrive and keep my heart open and when you phrase it that way it's way less personal so there's a way to deliver your boundaries in any realm but today we're talking about sexuality that can be very empowering and also aid in self acceptance like full on just I am where I am I need what I need that's a powerful secure empowered feminine place to be
0: speaking my language yeah I love it. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I love that. What a great way to start out. So, when it comes to, I think, boundaries around sex, there's a lot of fear, at mm-hmm. least from clients, when we're navigating these kind of early conversations about sex. Um, it will come up. That's regardless of where you're at in the process. A lot of things that I hear is that they don't want to screw it up and be friend zoned or. Be labeled as you know never wanting sex or mm. that they're not you know interested in creating polarity or chemistry and really how you handle those boundaries is critical because mm. I think in my experience there was a time where I would be way over there on their side of the street trying to kind of say it correctly so that they still were attracted to me and I was like really focused on creating this polarity and being in my... F- feeling messages and my feminine and all that stuff and then i also had this time where i was like just doesn't work for me Mm. or that's not working or i'm not available for that that does not light me up right now um and finding that happy medium where you can deliver that kind of information in a way that is um um bolstering and edifying not to protect their feelings but in a way that doesn't like walk cut them off at the knees
1: yeah and that's usually when we're using a boundary to control right when it feels like that um we're using it to control somebody else instead of going i have agency about how i approach this this connection and how much of myself and my body i'm ready to invest in when yep. and so here's what i need if that is to happen yep. and that feels very different than a controlling base boundary i'm trying to
0: think of a good example you're making me uncomfortable I'm not interested or I'm not there yet. It, it's, um, I cut you off. Sorry.
1: No, I'm I wanted you trying to help. I was okay. trying not to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten that feedback <laughs> lovingly before. Brie. I need a little heads up. If you need an example, um, no, I'm really just joking. Oh, Don't worry. Corny doesn't have a mean bone in her body, oh,
0: but okay. So that boundary, what you just shared, you're making me uncomfortable. I need what? Um, I'm not ready for that. I'm trying to think of things that either I said or that have had clients actually say. Um, uh, they, it's like women freeze. The freeze response gets act. Maybe this is just my clients. My clients tend to struggle with their freeze response. The freeze fond like uh, Be incapacitation. Pleasing. Yeah, yeah. That leads to being super pleasing, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it will. They will freeze, and then they won't have any words. They're kind of like feeling around in the dark here, just trying to come up with words, while also keeping in mind that they're trying to create polarity, and they don't want to ruin it. And it it just puts extra pressure on this situation. So they'll end up saying things like, "Ah, uh, maybe one day, or like these very timid Mm. things. Instead of like, when we talk about it, I'll say like, it sounds like you actually do know what you want and when you want that. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you just say that? Mm -hmm. I didn't know I could say that. And are you saying
1: that it would be controlling to say you're making me uncomfortable? No. Right? You it can be said
0: in a really empowered feminine way. Yeah. I've, I've said that before. Like, me too. I'm feeling really uncomfortable right now, or this conversation is making me really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, which is usually backed by, and I'm leaving. Mm. Uh, that's the energy. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, the difference between a controlling I'm uncomfortable and a... I'm uncomfortable, cater to my needs, help me figure out what I'm feeling kind of uh, situation.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I think people often say that and have the freeze response for for a number of reasons, right? It's ancestral, women feeling a lack of safety around men, number one. We have to call it like it is, and it's just not the same in reverse for men. It's just not, because you never think about, um, I shouldn't say never, but There's a physicality standpoint where women have felt unsafe in the presence of men and and not able to get away if they wanted to because of the way our bodies are capable or not, you know, strength and all of these things. Mm -hmm. And so some of that is ancestral within us, even if we've never experienced sexual assault or having our boundaries crossed. But unfortunately, statistically, we know that most people have. Most women have in particular, but also the numbers and men reflect that it happens too men just often don't have as much of a permission slip to talk about it which is really heartbreaking Mm -hmm. so the freeze the fawn and then what comes out is you're making me uncomfortable because it's like i'm trying to eke out any sort of boundary to let you know this isn't okay Mm -hmm. and i would say if that's where you're at and that's all you like say what you need to say get yourself out of uncomfortable unsafe situations Mm
0: -hmm.
1: absolutely and and leave just like Courtney said which is maybe a slightly different conversation than we want to have today because we're wanting to share with you how to share your boundaries and keep the polarity Mm -hmm. and keep engaging and share what you need without it kind of jolting the whole conversation but of course when you feel unsafe leave do what you need to do to protect yourself yeah, And you don't need to consider someone else's feelings if you're feeling that way. You have full permission to take care of yourself. Not that you need it, but I just really wanted to give that context.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Caveat to everything we say after this is if you feel unsafe or violated, permission slip, conversation's mm-hmm. off the table. We're done. Yes.
1: Who cares about polarity or offending So Trust your gut. Yeah. Trust yeah. your gut. Mm-hmm. Don't benefit of the doubt in that, you know, if you feel that nudge. Okay, so let's say the scene is set that these are healthy, empowered people generally, mm-hmm. and they're wanting to obviously have a physically intimate connection and share their boundaries and what they need early in the dating phase. This is so key. You can do this from the jump. You're teaching someone what your boundaries are from the moment you start interacting, and you don't even have to ask anything of anyone else because your boundaries are about you, mm-hmm. not about the other person.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have an example of how that might sound or maybe from your dating experience, what that looked like? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Put just you on thinking. the spot. Do you have an
1: example, she said? <laughs> uh, yes.
0: I should have asked you for that earlier. Sorry. No, no,
1: no. I have so many examples. I think this is not everything, as you know, when you like step into coaching and teaching, A lot of it's from getting it wrong a million times. This part, I will say, has come pretty intuitively to me to share these boundaries. Um, So I'm excited to share it with you. So I'm trying to think of a specific, I mean, to me, it's as simple as this. You're communicating your standards and boundaries from the moment that you start dating and you make them about you. Mm -hmm. So because I'm a pleasure educator and I value sex and intimacy a lot, even in the early dating phases, I would say like, this is a really important part of a relationship to me. Don't get me wrong. I love this part of myself, but I'm in no hurry to get there. I really Mm -hmm. need to feel safe and seen for my body to even open to someone. Mm -hmm. Do you see how general that was? It's not offensive. It's not attacking anybody. It's not making it about them. It's just saying, I really love sex and pleasure and intimacy, and I value it so much. I need safety to be there, and I know I need real emotional connection.
0: Mm -hmm. It's not even overtly sexual. I think that's where a lot of people um, have this knee-jerk reaction is they – I'm sorry. Nope, go ahead. Okay. Uh, We were talking before the show is we act out of this fear of not wanting to be seen as – X, Y, and Z. For women, a lot of times I hear that they don't want to be seen as like non sexual or prude or, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that's not important to them when it is. And for men, they definitely don't want to be friend zoned. They're trying to walk this tightrope of not being like too aggressive, but not too, you know, like, hey, go with the flow and I don't care about this. Mm-hmm. Everyone's walking this tightrope. And if we don't understand that, we won't have compassion for the human peace that is. No one's doing it perfectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not a perfect standard here. Um, but when you do know that, you can actually be more clear about what you want to communicate that you're needing from the connection, from what you're looking for with the connection. Mm-hmm. And if part of that is a sexual connection, you need to start exploring what you know of yourself so far. What do you need to open up in that way? Mm-hmm. That information is powerful. That self awareness is profoundly powerful, and that's going to set the stage. And set the standard from the beginning of what conversation you're open to um, and what conversations you're not and what you would need if you were going to be.
1: Mm. And the thing about boundaries is you often don't know what your boundaries are until you're bumping up against them. And then your body goes, oof, something's off about this, right? So there is a self-discovery period where... Honestly, it never really stops. I'm always mm-hmm. getting curious about my own boundaries of like, wow. So anger, for my people pleasers, my good girls, my I can achieve and do anything and make anyone like me, <laughs> I have this part. <laughs> we have a pretty warped relationship with our anger. And that sucks, Because to put it frankly, because anger shows you where your boundaries are. Yep. And we need to be attuned to our body and our anger responses to know, oh, that was too much too soon. And this isn't about me needing to change that I feel angry to be more pleasing to him. It's actually about me needing to trust myself and go, my body is just not there yet. I'm not ready to be touched in that way or spoken to in that way or texted that thing yet. And that's not wrong. And good, empowered masculine men want to know your boundaries. I promise you, they do not want to cross them. We know a lot of, I mean, we work with men and I've had many intimate conversations with men where They have their own particular wounding about being the villain or the perpetrator and they are so conscientious of i don't want to make someone feel this way Mm -hmm. there are men that really care about this so you Mm -hmm. knowing your boundaries and sharing them in the ways that we're going to share with you in this episode Mm -hmm. is doing you both i mean
0: such a favor huge favor yeah yeah so good i think this one might be um worth mentioning
1: which one we're looking at our notes if you're listening on the podcast oh containment versus inhibition Mm -hmm. okay so as i said part of my background is in sex love and intimacy and when i was in training we talked a lot about how people who are socialized as women often when you work with them and this has been true in my experience too i'm working with them more on inhibition and opening up more and exploring their sexuality and their pleasure more for themselves, by the way, outside of the context of the male gaze or being pleasing
0: mm-hmm.
1: or any of that or performing. But what feels good in your body? What turns you on? What opens you? What closes you? Uh, Emily Nagowski's work, I love mm-hmm. it so much that I mentioned it. I have a course called The Pleasure Program. And we talk about one piece of her work, which is accelerators and brakes. Yep knowing what turns you on, knowing what turns you off, what parts of your body, how you like to be, we talk about pleasure mapping, which is where you explore your entire body with different textures and a different pace and all these things where, when you're socialized as a woman, a lot of the time you're socialized to be pleasing on a number of levels, especially with sexuality. Mm -hmm. And so it's unlearning that and learning that when you have safe and trusted partners, be it casual or long-term, doesn't matter. Um, Becoming disinhibited, opening up more, playing with all the multiple facets of sexuality. When I work with men, people who are socialized as men, it's a lot more about containment, learning how to ground that sexual energy, hold it in their body, bring it at the right time, attunement, reading cues with the person across from them about when to open, when to pull back. Both are equally difficult mm-hmm. because sexuality is often villainized. And I think part of that is just that it's uh, so vulnerable
0: mm-hmm.
1: that when we're injured in the realm of sexuality emotionally, when we're wounded there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's painful. Yeah. 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 So practicing containment and practicing inhibition and kind of knowing where you fall on the spectrum. Obviously, that's general. There are men who get to be uh, more uninhibited, and there are women who need to practice containment too. You know, there are people of all genders that could need both things. So mm-hmm. maybe just taking a little assessment right now on where do you think you fall? Mm-hmm. Do you tend to hold back or are
0: you a little, uh, are you spilling more often? Mm. And do you know? Mm. I think that level of self awareness is powerful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can kind of misassess ourselves, um, especially in relation to something very vulnerable that potentially has some wounding for us. We may see ourselves in one light. And the reality is is that we, that's not how other people receive us. Um, so it may be worth doing a little bit of data collection. And dating can be a really great place to do some data collection about mm-hmm. self-awareness. That is one of the most helpful pieces of dating is to start seeing yourself clearly and start discerning where those edges are for you. That's going to help you create your boundaries. So every time someone's bumping into it, you're like, oh, that didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Why didn't that feel good? What is it there for me to look at? Is it something that I need to speak up more? Is it something that I'm like, no, that just doesn't work? Mm -hmm. Um, That's going to be really, really powerful. And so especially as it pertains to these sexual boundaries early on, as you're putting yourself out there in the dating space or if you're in a relationship, starting to tune into how you respond in different situations and let it be continual self-awareness and continual uh, self-growth and discovery and keep expanding that kind of like edge for you so that you can have a little bit more awareness, but also feel more empowered in the information that you're picking up. Hmm. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. Thinking about, um,
1: the thing that sparked the yeah. show. Yeah. Should we give that example? Mm-hmm. Um, so someone wrote in basically asking and saying, Hey, can you talk about this on your show? I'm having an experience of you know what? This is our show, so I'm just going to be blunt. I'm having this experience of getting a lot of dick pics early on in the dating experience, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. And this is someone who you know, clearly understands law of attraction and uh, how to be in the frequency of a- a- attracting what you desire, right? She was like, I'm just not ready for that yet. It's happening very prematurely, and it's a pattern I keep seeing is I'm getting men who are spilling their sexual energy too soon, mm. and I feel uncomfortable. And so we were kind of parsing it out. And there are a multitude of reasons this could happen. I'm just gonna give you the specific example that I was parsing out with her. Um, when we talked about it more, I was like, Well, tell me about what's happening in the conversations. When are these pictures coming and what's going on? And she was like, Well, for example, you know, if I would be on a date with him and he would show me a picture where he's, you know, shirtless and gray boxers and I can see the outline of everything going on downstairs, and he's got I don't know, I forget what was in the picture with him, like a dog or something in his arm. And he's showing me this picture at dinner. And I made a comment about what was going on downstairs. Like just top of my mind, I was like, oh, wow, like (laughs) something silly she said you know, to be flirty and fun. And I was like, so be honest because I care about you. I don't know that I would have said that. And she was like, why not? And I thought, because you're teaching somebody from the jump what you're available for. And if you bring that up right away, you know, making a comment about their size or things like that, it's letting him know she's available for this kind of conversation.
0: Mm.
1: It's communicating this is, you know, safe territory because she's brought it up. Whether or not she means that or not, I don't know. But the effect is that these men are getting, feeling like they have a permission slip to give her unsolicited, you know, pictures or um, take the conversation there. And so we kind of parsed out a few different scenarios where this was happening. And she was like, wow, I didn't realize. I think I'm kind of spilling. I I think I might be inviting it by engaging in these dynamics or tolerating it when they say something that kind of crosses the line. Hmm. Um, You know, like early in dating. And maybe you have better examples than I do. So I'm making this up. This has not happened to me. But I've heard it from girlfriends and things like that over the years. Early in the dating texting thing when you're talking. (laughs) The talking (laughs) phase. And they might say something like, I just want to lay around all day in bed and have sex and uh, eat food, something like that. Those statements, people are kind of consciously or subconsciously feeling out where you stand on it. Mm -hmm. Is she going to engage with this? Will she pull on this part? Can we have this conversation yet? Is she available for this? You have so much power by how you answer that. Because you could just say, yeah, I... I love to lay around on rainy days too and eat food. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. I would leave the sex part where it is if it's early in dating and I can't go there yet. If somebody showed me the ab picture with the dog, I would have said, you have a really cute dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't have made a comment about the body, anything, because I'm not there yet. And I don't want to open that door until I want to open that door with intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I. It's funny because we always talk about like different stages of growth the, the same suggestions will land differently depending on kind of where you're at in your stage of development. Sorry. And what I find is there's a way to do it with really empowered feminine. Like if this, I have no idea this, she read the note I didn't. So yeah, I didn't <laughs> um, give her any context <laughs> on who or what or anything. Yeah. You know about as much as I do about the scenario, but like there's a way, cause that has happened for me in dating and mm-hmm. Um, there's a way that you can field it so that if it doesn't feel good for you, I would say that's the the key indicator here is that this person doesn't feel great about the conversation happening. Mm. You can do it from a very empowered place of like, yeah, it's neutral. We can have that conversation and then I'm going to redirect it where I want the conversation to go next. That's super empowered feminine. It doesn't mean that you're playing this like, um, you know, game of, being coy or withholding or trying to like skirt around the conversation. If you feel like you're having to skirt around the conversation, I would check internally where you need to bolster yourself so that your energy is showing up like, nah, this is just an embodied boundary. Yes. Versus a like mask
1: that I'm trying to step into.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I would say I've had men in the past who have, have done that, where early on they would be very sexually forward, and it made me feel very uncomfortable. And I had to learn. I kept giving them these benefits of the doubt of using my feeling messages, mm-hmm. and they weren't hearing me. That was the red flag. They cannot hear my feeling messages. This man needs to be cut off. That is not mm-hmm. not someone I want to open in any more intimate way i am telling you how i'm feeling and you are disregarding it nah that's no that is a no-go so if that is something that you're experiencing that would be where i would go from there after that after i kind of embodied that piece of like i'm just not available to be um to not have my feelings be heard after that it was this wave of men that were coming uh into my world where they didn't bring up sex on the first few dates, mm. it was just fun and playful. And I was able to just relax and feel safe around them. And then naturally the conversation will come up. That's the difference. You're gonna bring out a different type of man by embodying your own boundaries of mm. what you are okay with. And, and the okay piece is how willing you are to speak up and then take the feedback seriously. Take his feedback of how you how your words land with him, seriously and act on that information, not on the fact that you want him to like you or he's really cute and super attractive and has you know great stuff happening downstairs that that is beside the point because you're not gonna feel physically safe with him at any point if he can't hear you in those first stages. Mm. That's my soapbox. So good. And you gave
1: a great example about how a man receives your boundaries and how that creates safety or lack thereof. Can you talk Mm -hmm. about that, especially for our uh, masculine listeners who are identifying with, I want to learn a little bit more containment. I want to learn how to make... Regardless of what area of the spectrum you fall on, like I want to be, I want to be someone who makes women feel, or whoever I date, feel safe Mm -hmm. and open and feel expressive. I want my woman to be more uninhibited. We all know that you want that. Yeah. (laughs) We want it too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get it wrong. (laughs) Your woman wants it too. So if he's listening going, how do I create that? There's a key point where it's so important that he comes correct in his energy In order to create that safety and lack of inhibition within her, tell us where it is.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't know that there's an exact moment, but you know it. You know what you're looking for from me, so go ahead and say it. (laughs) When you give boundaries, how they respond. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How he responds to your... (laughs) She just said, how he responds to your boundaries. She was saying it
1: before the show. That's why I thought I was describing it clearly, but... (laughs) She was setting me up for a home
0: run. I was trying to, and I Sometimes it was I a miss. foul ball. Sometimes I miss. Sports reference number 16 for the day. Um, okay, so how he responds to your boundaries. That is going to be the biggest indicator of your potential sexual trajectory with this man. If you're a man and you're wanting to create a sexual dynamic with a woman, the best advice that I can give you is to learn to hear what she's communicating, what emotion she's trying to communicate to you. If you can listen in her language, in emotions, she's probably talking that way already. She's going to be saying, ooh, I like this. Oh, I don't like that. I'm excited by this thing today. Or, um, you know, this tastes really yummy to me. You're just paying attention to what is happening in her world. And she's inviting you in. If you can see it as she's inviting you into her world, you're going to do both of you a service. Just like we said, being... Uh, clear about your boundaries sets your partner up for a win. If you are the male or the masculine partner here and your feminine partner is expressing things to you, that's a good sign. Mm. It's a good sign that she feels safe enough. When she stops expressing, we have gone, we're, that's no man's land. We don't want that to happen. So if she's expressing to you, it is a green flag that she is still interested in you. This is her investment in the connection. Mm-hmm. If you can hear what she's saying and honor it as much as you can in the moment, you're going to be developing a sexual chemistry together. Mm-hmm. You're play, both of you are doing the thing that is going to create that physical attraction because her body cannot open. We've talked about this on other shows. She cannot override her body. If her body is like locked down, I, I cannot. She. It doesn't matter how handsome you are or how much time you spend at the gym or what you got going on downstairs that none of that matters if she cannot feel safe in your presence she mm. will not be able to open to you mm. yeah so
1: well said and if when she gives boundaries you take it personally or get defensive or push back or a critical or god forbid name call judge that creates the opposite of more safety. Mm-hmm. So not only does it feel like, wow, I was feeling a little closed, now I feel more closed, physically and emotionally. Yeah, that was the nail in the coffin. Is It is hard to have your bound. And and that could come from wounded masculine partners or wounded feminine. We were talking mm-hmm. about this prior to the show too, that wounded feminine tends to take everything personally
0: mm-hmm.
1: and get really defensive and feel like it's an attack on her. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, or him. So if you're noticing that energy within yourself, that when people share boundaries or when women have shared like, Hey, I really like you. I'm just not ready for that right now. Or I'm not ready to be receiving dick pics is cool. I'm not going to hold it against you, but I'm just not there yet. That's as casual as it can be said, by the way, yeah. if he were to get very like upset or defensive or make her wrong, that makes it unsafe for people to speak their truth. You can have your feelings, absolutely, but if that's your particular wounding, I would suggest maybe spend a little time with that. And by the way, I take things personally a lot too. Yeah. I'm not exempt from This is one of my woundings is like really taking things personally and thinking it's my fault.
0: Um, so I'm with you on it if if that's something you've worked through. Yeah, yeah. 100%. That's a really great point because like actual example um, from my dating catalog, mm. there was... Um, A situation where a man was very sexually forward and was making me uncomfortable Mm. and i kept giving this kind of like feedback of like slow down that's too fast and he would take it very personally and um it why now i would be like okay that's a you thing but Mm. all that to say i had so much compassion for him because i was trying to connect i was trying Mm. to create this like heart connection with him So that that could be like something that we talked about and it wasn't happening because it was, he was almost kind of cock blocking himself Mm. in that because it was like, I'm trying to create this, this dynamic so that we can even entertain if this is going to be something that is mutually satisfying. And, um, but it would take, he would take it very personally and would kind of project this, Mm. um, um, withdrawing uh, was something that I noticed, or taking it um, to mean something that it didn't. So if you can stay neutral when she's expressing her boundaries, I don't wanna to talk too much about him because that's not important, but some the thing that I would suggest as a result of that is if you can take it neutrally and just hear what she's trying to communicate to you, this is what I need to open up to you you're going to be much better off. Just like we say for women, when you're setting a boundary, this is what I need to keep my heart open. That is the empowering phrase. You cannot be in your wounded feminine and say, this is what I need to keep my heart open. That's automatically elevating you into a different paradigm. Mm -hmm. Same thing as an empowered masculine man. It's easy to fall into a wounded space if you've had any rejection or if you haven't quite been able to navigate this situation. If you can hear, she's trying to let me in. This is what she's needing you're going to be answering the right question. Yes. Right? Yeah, that came out good. Yes. So early in the
1: connection, you're always communicating standards and boundaries. And if you're able to share just these little ways that have nothing to do with him him or her, right? Everything to do with you, you can say things like, I am somebody who opens really slowly mm-hmm. physically. It I takes a lot of safety. And what that means to me is someone who's really attuned and listens and also communicate openly about how they feel that all makes me feel really safe and i noticed that i open more physically none of that had anything to do with the person across from you it had everything to do with you it's also letting someone know i'm interested in this thing with you this is what i need there's nothing more attractive than a partner who knows what they need and can share it with you so that you know how to make them happy You know, and you also know if you can provide it or not. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women are afraid that it's going to put them in a category of, I do not like this word, but being a prude, right? Or being like critical or harsh or, oh, she's no fun. Like Yes. She's so masculine. She was so close. Like these are insulting. They're not said with love. Nope. (laughs) And a lot of women are afraid of that. But we want to offer you this reframe because what I have found is that saying these things in a soft, open, and playful, we should talk about the playfulness mm. part too. Playful way, actually commands respect. Mm-hmm. When you respect yourself, you show up in a different energy, and partners can feel the level of like leeway and boundaries they have with you, mm. which is basically how much you respect and normalize your own needs, feelings, wants, desires. When it's in your body, that this is just what I know I need. It's like maybe it's um. So women, so if you take the pleasure program, you'll know. Women are more like crockpots. Men are more like skillets in terms of arousal. A lot of women know they need a lot of foreplay. Mm -hmm. As much as you have made that not wrong and normal and okay and fun and actually really juicy and amazing is how it will be received. If it feels kind of wobbly, like you're judging yourself and you think you shouldn't need the things that you need, with boundaries in general, you're going to notice the pushback. But if it's just in your body of... Yeah, I really like value totally coming alive inside my body with pleasure and intimacy. And for me, I can't. It's not with just anybody. It takes a lot of safety. And often, you know, foreplay is the best part for me because it makes penetration or you being inside me, however you want to say it. You don't have to say it so clinically. uh, Even better, that actually commands a lot of respect. Mm. This is like a woman who knows what she needs, isn't afraid to share it, doesn't make it wrong, respects herself, is self-aware, isn't going to go against her own boundaries, you're going to get a really empowered masculine partner Yeah, with that. So, And it will scare off the wrong people. That's what to remember, right? Yes. Or people that aren't as compatible. Uh, one little caveat, <laughs> if somebody is pretty empowered, but they don't want to do a lot of foreplay for whatever reason... Oh, I might get myself in the weeds here. <laughs> they
0: might <laughs> yeah, was like, huh, where, where is she going with this? That's interesting.
1: Well, I just don't want to say that it's wrong. <coughs> like, okay. I, we really don't want to yuck somebody's yum anytime with sexuality because there's nothing wrong with wanting immediate penetration. There's not. I mean it just but you want to make sure that your partner is always consenting. And if your partner's telling you that they need something in order to get there then you have to take that into account we just can't override people's boundaries whoa. you know
0: whoa
1: yeah So it's not wrong to not want that but that's more of a preference i would say yep. the preferences boundaries conversations very big right now
0: yeah to me that's a compatibility thing yeah exactly like, that might just mean that you have some compatibility stuff to work out um and maybe you're just not compatible sexually. Also very valid.
1: Mm-hmm. And you may
0: not have known that. So there's no there's no need to make it wrong for not having known what you didn't know. We were talking about this earlier before the show started, that yes. part of this is getting to know yourself. Yes. The finding of the edges and setting new boundaries is an ever-evolving thing. You're always going to be expanding your current parameters and trying new things every time you try a new experience you're expanding your boundaries of what's possible and now you're mm-hmm. going to have to go in there and set actual boundaries of like huh did i what did that bring up for me did i like that or was that something that i don't want to do again and then mm-hmm. you're going to have more clarity but until you get to that point you won't know what you don't know so mm-hmm. forgive yourself in advance for not knowing Hmm.
1: yeah so well said and if somebody isn't compatible with your desires, again, you're weeding out the wrong people. You know, that's actually where I thought you were going with that statement. Oh. But you really are, you're weeding out people that just aren't compatible, and it's mm-hmm. not right or wrong. It just is. Mm-hmm. You know? With sexuality though, you can there's a lot that can be done if you have different libidos, different turn-ons, different preferences. Mm-hmm. Like you do not have to just throw the whole thing away. Most people are not 100% on the same page wanting all the same things in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. By far and large. Partners want different things. Um, I hate to bring up Pleasure Program again, but we do a whole module on what makes sex amazing for you. And it's not what you think. It's not about orgasm. It's not about how you're touched and when. It is, well, spoiler alert, it's the feelings that you get from it. And so I take you through a whole practice of discovering What are the feelings that you're looking to get out of this? And then can we cultivate scenarios that let this play out where both people are getting the feeling that they want to feel? It's the same scenario. You're having different feelings, but you're doing it together. A lot of people are just afraid to talk about what they want or share what they want, but why? It reminds me of uh, what my parents – I grew up in a very sex-positive household. My parents used to say, listen, if you're old enough to have sex, you're old enough to talk about it. (laughs) If you're mature enough to want to have it, you got to be mature enough to talk about it. And I think that's still as an adult, very solid advice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what are you looking for from the connection? What does it mean to you? That's going to give you some clarity around how to set your boundaries. Once you can start getting that clarity, you can start doing the inner work to show up with that as an embodied boundary. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that this person who wrote in will start to see a shift in things once they stop making that wrong, right or wrong. If they want those kind of conversations, great, have fun. Redirect them whenever you want to talk about something else. Go yes. with the flow. Um, and if you don't want those conversations, then embodying that, not in a freeze response, but in a solid like, well, that's interesting that that's the card you chose to play right now, because that doesn't feel good to me. And then move move along. And. Should we give them a little tool if that were to happen? Yes, I feel like that's
1: what people are waiting for. They're like, you guys have been talking for forty minutes. Like, we need to know like exactly what to say. Yeah, (laughs) set us up with a script. Here's what I might do, and then, Court, if you feel like you have an example, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I appreciate that. Um, if you if you were to receive a message that was sexual early on, and you weren't there, and you felt it in your body, like, oh, I'm just not there yet right now. This doesn't feel good to me. If it were me i might say something like while i am t- i would bring some humor and playfulness into this because all sex conversations people make it so heavy and mm-hmm. so often there's a space where humor is magic mm. in these conversations and they don't have to be this big fucking deal it can just be, I'm not there right now, which could be something like, hey, I'm really looking forward to doing things like that with you eventually. Like, don't get me wrong. I'd be putting some emojis in there, winks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I'm there yet. I'd like to have a few dates first and see if we really jive and um, and how we feel when we're with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, That's totally an important thing to me and I can't wait to do it with you, but just not yet wink wink or even a voice note so someone could hear the tonality so you can be respectful of someone's feelings too yeah because it's also jolting to be on the receiving end of it feels like rejection Mm -hmm. but you can mitigate a lot of that by one making the boundary about you and two bringing that humor into it while you look really delicious in that picture (laughs) i just don't know that i'm ready for that conversation yet because it's so early but i do look
0: forward to the time when i am ready beautifully said Beautifully said in a voice not to be perfect. Yep, yeah. Couldn't have said that. See how myself. it's not
1: like a hey, you're really violating me and making me uncomfortable, and that is fine to say, like we said. But if you're wanting to keep the connection going and you're noticing you're scared to communicate the boundary because you don't, for whatever reason, your pleaser parts maybe don't want him to see you as a prude or not available. That's a great way to be like, yes, but not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No I'm way. into
0: it, but not right this minute. <laughs> yep so well said Mm -hmm. couldn't have said that better myself i was trying to think if there was another thing that i tell myself in those moments that i kind of integrated mentally um well i will say of course they're attracted to you know that i would say when you're communicating the boundary assume Mm -hmm. that they are attracted to you or they would not be putting themselves out there like that Don't worry about the friend zone piece. Do not worry about being friend zoned either way. Take it as a compliment. That's at least going to soften it in your mind because I guarantee as, well, I will speak from my own experience and just my clients. There is a lot of fear in standing up for yourself in that experience because it brings up so much pleasing. We center men in the sexuality conversation growing up. That is like inadvertently what gets passed down Mm -hmm. and so for you to put yourself as the center of your world in that way is going to feel super wobbly so the things that i have found really helpful is to assume that they are attracted to you and that humanizes both of you it builds your confidence up of like yeah i am a catch of course he's attracted to me and it makes him more human you're not going to go at him like how dare you say that i'm so offended that you would even bring that up you can receive it graciously and say something like, I'm, I'm really flattered that that is something that you're excited to talk about. And I'm noticing that I'm not there yet or something. However, Bree said it was Mm. perfect, but to kind of like, it's one of those, one of those moves where you, (laughs) you, you, you want, you don't want to completely Unless you need to shut them down, in which case, by all means, that is yeah. fair game. If, if this is someone that's making you that uncomfortable, shut shut that down. But if it's someone that you're just wanting to kind of like keep the, the conversation going and see how it goes, I would probably assume that they're attracted to you so that you can feel... On even playing field a lot of times we will play this one up one down and put the other person on the pedestal Mm -hmm. and what we want is to keep ourselves on an even playing field so assuming that they're attracted to you makes you look eye to eye with this other human who is having this experience um, and to take that into compassionate consideration when you choose your words
1: Mm. i love the way you just said that because i think men have a lot of like i said a lot of wounding around being the really good empowered masculine men do hold this I don't want to be the villain. Like, yeah. I, I want to get it right. Energy, you know? Mm-hmm. And we are people that advocate for the goodness of men. So I think that's important to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are to communicate boundaries in person, via text, whatever, and this person, whoever they are, whatever gender they are, is to push against it, shame you, criticize you, judge you, call you names, tell you you're being a prude, you're being a slut, whatever they're calling you, they're revealing their own wounded masculine energy. I mean, we always say you can tell wounded masculine by how someone responds when you set a boundary. Yep. And if they turn it back on you. And it's, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. They've weeded themselves out because if they do it that early on with that boundary, they'll do it in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, that's their relationship to, to boundaries. And that's fine, but they're not the right person for you right now. They might need to do some work on on that. Um, and I will say too, as you were speaking about that, it reminded me of the men's perspective that I've been Hearing about lately, which is men feel this, and again, I'm talking about good, empowered masculine men, not necessarily in the wounded masculine camp right now. They want to make their partner really happy, they want to please their partner, they want to make their partner come, they want to give her the best experience ever. And there's often this narrative of a lot of pressure for them to do that. And then where women are so inhibited, a lot of women haven't explored their own pleasure and their own body and what they need. Mm-hmm. So not only do women tend, not always, it's a generalization, but women can come in not knowing their body or what they need and also expecting a man to know what to do with their own body. Women's bodies are not the same. They're just not. They're just not. We all want to be touched in different ways and experience different things. And so the onus sometimes will go on, these men who want to make her happy and please her but she doesn't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. So they feel this pressure of like how am i supposed to know what you want unless you tell me. So it's of huge value for you to explore your own pleasure and stay attuned to what's opening you and what's closing you.
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: kind of conversations opening you, what's closing you? What ways of being touched are opening, what ways of being touched are closing you? And again, you can very playfully redirect even in the moment if someone is um, you know, the way they're touching you doesn't feel very good. You can compliment sandwich it. You can say something like, uh, gosh, I don't know. This is going to, it sounds better when it's embodied. So it's going to sound a little janky coming out on the podcast. But you could say something like, um, this feels really good. You know, it would feel even better is if you did XYZ. You don't even have to say, this feels really good. You could say, hey, can you try XYZ? I'm loving being in this moment with you. XYZ really turns me on. It's like a redirect. Oh my God, you look amazing right now. I would really love it if you went a little bit lighter, but this is so blah, blah, blah. Just compliment, sandwich it. And I would say that to men, uh, people of all genders, right? Like, Yeah. Because it's so vulnerable yeah. for everybody. <laughs> like, yep. it's such a vulnerable place to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, what we've talked about on the show previously is that kind of like, head, heart, body connection. And if you leave with nothing else, but to remember that those need to open and when you can hear boundaries, those naturally will start to open. Mm. Not, not that we haven't shared gold. I mean, this whole thing has been gold. But this would, this changed the game for me when I was able to start seeing from each level, what opens my mind, what really stimulates my thoughts and what do i enjoy having a conversation with this person what do i feel connected with them about when does my body feel alive and open and if one of those is shut down that is something that i've had to communicate in the past too is like you know head and heart are online this has been such a fun date i've really enjoyed this and physically i feel not ready and the way that he responded to that was Beautiful mm-hmm. in not pressuring me and just saying, Well, thanks for letting me know. I had so much fun too. Great example of an empowered masculine response to a boundary. Yes. Thank you for letting me know. All oh, you have
1: to say. Simple mm-hmm.
0: script. Mm-hmm. Thank you for letting me know. I've had fun too.
1: And what a green flag that a woman is attuned not only to what her boundaries are, but can communicate it in an mm-hmm. empowered way. hmm That's one of the best qualities in any partner is them being able to say, hey really like you. Cut that shit out. <laughs> yeah. Can we keep going? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what your sense of humor is. I think my partner's a little bit more blunt. <laughs> Courtney and I always laugh about this cuz I don't speak sarcasm and I don't think you do either. Nope. And like I already revealed to you guys I I've been learning and have learned very much over the years to not take things personally, but like the harsh humor, so many of my friends have that and I've had to thicken my skin. Yep. <laughs> So if you have that harsh humor though, that could be, you know, just maybe that's a way that you play with it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Do not do that, but you can touch me like this. I would like that instead. Also, it changes day to day. Sometimes I've said to my partner, normally I would really like this, but today I really need this kind of pace. Or normally I'd be really into slow and sensual, but today I'm more into, let's get with it. (laughs) No, in. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Wink. okay too. I mean, obviously, we're, you know, there's a lot of safety and rapport between us. Um, but if nothing else, keep talking about it. It gets so much easier. And then it just becomes kind of calm, Not only easy and neutral and commonplace, but really fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Like the
1: best thing to talk about. What do you want to try? Well, I really want to try this. Well, this would make me feel this way. What do you think about that? Well, okay. I'm down to try that. What I would need is X. With anything that they're exploring, desires they're exploring. And that's mm-hmm. something we want to talk to you about today is expansion. Like, not We've talked to you a lot about how to protect yourself mm-hmm. and communicate boundaries. But you also can share in these expansive ways when you want to try different things like um, role play or different places in your body or different practices, scenarios, fantasies. If you can listen with openness and listen for what that person's wanting to feel, tune into yourself, okay, am I available for this? And what would it take for me to be available for this? Maybe it's just a straight no, and that's okay. But most of the time, it's like, well, if XYZ were in place, if safety or foreplay or warm-up or practice or an extended period of time where we try XYZ before we do that, you'd be surprised what you can open to, especially if you're emotionally
0: close to that partner. Mm -hmm. Mm. Such a great point. I love that. Mm. Anything else coming up for you? I feel like this was... Juicy. Gold. Yep, juicy. Um,
1: No, I feel like we really hit them all.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think we've done... Check. If you have questions about this, thoughts, right into the show. Mm -hmm. For the Love of Men podcast at Gmail. It's not an official Gmail.
0: We don't really care. Yeah. I also have a space on my website. There's uh, CourtneyShan.com slash... For the Love of Men podcast. You can oh. write in. I, I have gotten people that clicked on that, so they haven't given any feedback except thumbs up. But feel free. Write, write us a note. and Let us know what you are wrestling with. If there's anything that we can weigh in on, we'd be happy to do that. I would love to do some advice Q&A
1: shows. Mm-hmm. We could put our coach hats on. Yep. We love a coach hat. Yep. We struggle with taking them off sometimes. In our free content. most of the time Uh, we also have a tiktok for the love of men podcast we have an instagram the for the love of men podcast t-h-e for the love of men podcast and what else do we have? We have masterclasses. YouTube. Oh, we have YouTube. Yes. If you want to look at our faces the whole time, you're in my house. <laughs> Welcome. If you'd like to see my new home, those of you that I already know, I bought a house a few months ago here in Nashville. It's super cute. Um, so if you want to see it, yeah, we've we've curated a little background for you. It's quite vibey. Mm-hmm. And we have masterclasses that you can get your hands on as well. If you use the code partners, you get 50% off all of them. Mm-hmm. So you have, what is it, like four hours of content Yeah. four hours for 150 bucks. Yep. Um, the three titles would be what? What your woman needs emotionally and how to provide it. If
0: you want to talk about sex with her, this is the class you Let's have to take. Let's talk about sex, baby.
1: Yeah. Send her this podcast.
0: Yeah. What was the other one? Um, what? Uh, how to help your man open up mm-hmm. emotionally. Yeah. If you want more emotional connection with your man, you need that masterclass. class. Yeah. And then navigating triggers in an empowered way. Oh, yeah. If you get triggered by boundaries, that one is where you want to start. If you find that your partner shuts down, you probably want to start with one of the other two, depending on where you are. And I would say take both because I learned so much from my work in learning about men. I've learned so much about my masculine energy and how it responds Mm -hmm. and vice versa. So both of them are gold.
1: You want all of them. Take the masculine and the feminine version because you learn what you're saying, right? It's like you learn about yourself. Yep. As we talk about needs of the masculine and the feminine. So gift yourself those courses. You deserve it. Mm Mm-hmm
0: deserve it. Absolutely. And you have lifetime
1: access. Once you buy, you can watch, rewatch, watch watch them with your partner. I would, we would love it. And then let us know your feedback. Because what feedback you have is how we decide what to create, truly what to create next. Mm -hmm. It's mostly questions from people who listen where we're like, oh, we could fill this gap
0: in. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. You've got the pleasure program. Oh, take the pleasure program. If you're a vulva owner, you want to learn
1: your body, expand your pleasure, learn boundaries in a safe, sexy, fun way, right? which I feel like I flexed is one of my skill sets. And you want to expand your pleasure. You want a pleasure map. You want to learn your turn-ons, turn-offs. There's so much um, verbiage and understanding of sexuality that isn't necessarily commonplace. But there are words for the experiences that you're having and there are solutions. So if you're feeling stuck or closed or inhibited or like, yeah, I would say this is probably more on the people who are inhibited wanting to open side. Again, it's only for Volvo owners. Unfortunately, I'll make some for penis owners soon. But this mm. will really help you open and communicate your boundaries and learn your body. And it is all about you, baby. Self-pleasure. Self-pleasure and then taking it to your partner and expressing what you need and what turns you on. So anyway, that's actually, if you're listening in real time, when will this go out? August. Oh, darn it. 50% off will have just ended. But if you message me directly on my Instagram, Building Brie Coaching, I got a new Instagram, because my regular Instagram got taken down for sexual content. Pleasure education. Uh, You message me, I'll give you a code. And you can get it 50% off. So I think it's 555 or something like that in full. Yeah. amazing.
0: Court, what do you have for the people? Uh, Amazing. If you are looking for some of this boundary integration work, I have a program that is entirely about boundaries. It's called Mm -hmm. Expand. um, And that is still available on self-study. I've got masculine and feminine coaching, Arise and Rooted. If you're needing some help with hearing other people's boundaries, communicating, feeling like you've got your own back and not falling into those wounded energies, those two would be where I would start. So Arise, Expand, you're going to be good to go. Yeah. And then Pleasure Program, all of those. That you will be taken care of.
1: Empowered feminine and masculine kings and queens. All the way, yep. Anyway, we wish you pleasure, orgasms, healthy relationships, safety, abundance, love, courage, bravery. I love I it, yes. Bravery, you little snake. Uh, <gasps> kindness. <laughs> Empowered sensitivity. Not Attunement. Okay, we're, we're yeah. Anyway, we, we wish, wish you everything all the good, good. things. <laughs> we'll see you later. Share the show. If you love the show, share the show. See you later. Huh.